I think you got me a little loud there. Can you turn it down just a hair? I can back up about a mile. We need to pray for Mrs. Harden right on. Just keep her before the Lord. But also Cheryl and her husband Wendell, they're both real sick. And uh, she can't hardly talk. And uh, So I just... Huh? Yeah, could be. We just really need to pray for them. And Ed and Johnson too. And Mrs. Bartlett. Keep those in prayer if you would please. I want to... I was just sitting and reading this afternoon. Dr. Uh, Curtis Hudson gave me a book several years ago with uh, people's sayings in them and things. And I want to read some of them to you. I think it could they go with the message tonight. So if you'll turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 2, and I want to begin to read in verse 1. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and has found them liars, and has borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the work first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick, out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that has ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. To him that overcome will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Pray with me. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you bless the reading and studying of thy word to us tonight. And Father, we need more than anything else in the world in these days that we're living in, especially to keep the fire burning of our salvation of the soul and our love for you. Help us tonight, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the whole thing that I want to talk to you about tonight is how can we keep the fire burning or stirring? How can we keep from cooling off and drifting away from what God has given to us in spiritual blessings. Now I want to take the first two verses of chapter 2 of Revelation and mark five words in the first two verses. The first word is He. Notice He said, And unto the angel of the churches write, These things said He. Right by that Christ. Then the second word is stars. And thou holdest the seven stars. Right by stars, church leader. And then candlestick is the next word in verse 1. Right by the word candlestick, church collectively. 
And then the word thy in verse 2. I know thy works. Right by the word thy, Christians individually. And then the word labor in verse 2. And right by that, the calling of the Christian. Now, what I want to show you tonight, the church leader, the church collectively, Christians individually, and the calling Christ has placed upon each of us our, our shoulders is to, if somehow we can learn the secret of staying a red hot for the Lord in love with those five areas. First is Christ Himself, church leader, church collectively, Christians individually, and the calling other Christians to work. Now, uh, some things that I was reading about marriage, and uh, just reading what Dr. Curtis Hudson gave me this little book was saying, he said, a famous preacher said, if he finds someone who is mad at him, he secretly sends them gifts and prayers and prays for them. And a little boy said to his daddy, Daddy, tell the preacher I'm mad at him. <laughs> I like that one. And, and uh, he goes on to say there's a lot of problems in marriages today. One lady said she was going down to license beer to see if her license might have expired. One couple was carried on with one another as they went out to the house. The husband said to his wife, Honey, your hose has wrinkle in them. She said, I don't have any hose on. One couple said they had learned the secret. It was to go out to dinner every two evenings and pick two evenings each week, go to a nice secluded restaurant 15 to 20 miles away from home so there would be a long drive uh, in dark area with candlelights, delicious food, soft music, and drink slowly and drive slowly back home two nights a week. She goes on Mondays, he goes on Thursdays. <laughs> An old brother said to the preacher, I was married to one wife for 15 years and the Lord saw fit to take her home. And the Lord gave me another wife, and I was married to her for 10 years. The Lord seemed fit to take her home. He said, I've been married to this wife I've got now for seven years, and he can take her home anytime he wants to. <laughs> now, what I want to talk to you about, though, is how do you keep it electrifying or charged up? And it's an awful thing uh, to when your our love is gone. It must be a terrible thing to be called into the ministry with the Lord. And by the way, every child of God is saved is called into the ministry of the Lord. But it must be a terrible thing to be called into the ministry of the Lord, and all of us are, and not be fired up in love with it. Now, I'd rather preach, I'd rather do anything for in the Lord's work than anything I know of. It's all the same with our love for the Lord when we think about it with these little things I just got through saying. Did you ever see, I love to see an elderly couple still in love with one another. Now, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, some of the people John was referring to here had lost their love for Christ. Go back now and notice what God had uh, against these people in verse 4. 
Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because I have left thy first love. What he's saying is, you remember when you first got saved, uh, man, you're on fire for the Lord. If anybody said need something done for the Lord, you'd do it without even questioning about it. And that's what he's talking about. Now, some of the people John was referring to here had lost their love for Christ. Now, Jesus asked Simon Peter, and if you turn around, I'd like to read it to you, in uh, John chapter 21. John chapter 1. I want you to watch this. Beginning in verse 15, uh, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? Notice. Lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, I love Noah. Thou knowest I love you, love thee. He says to them, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said to him, Feed my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. When I read this, uh, I like this. Peter was simply saying that Jesus was asking me in the beginning, Lovest thou me? And he said, Well, Lord, I, I like you, Lord. Now that's what... I want to talk to you about Simon Peter tonight in these few verses just a second. Jesus said, let me ask you another time, Peter. Lovest thou me? He said, well, I'm fond of you, Lord. Jesus asked him again a third time, Simon, lovest thou me? And something happened to old Simon Peter the third time because old Peter said, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. Now the question is, do all of us have to climb back three steps to get where we were at in the beginning with the Lord? Now, the Bible says we love Him because He first loved us. Amen? But then it also says uh, you'll never appreciate the love and cherish the Lord Jesus Christ until you understand what that means. Remember the first time that little girl you cared so much about uh, had told somebody else that they loved you and they come and told you uh, that she loved you. I'll never forget it. And that uh, uh, swelled your head and made your blood flow. Your soul uh, began to jump within you and find out she really loves me. Well, Jesus loves you. What about that for just a second? How do you feel about Jesus loving you? Has it grown cold and callous? Remember yourself now. Remind yourself, Jesus loves you. And the fire will burn again and again and again. When you fall in love with Jesus, you won't think about getting even with your brother. One lady, riding down the road with her husband, said, Honey, look at us. Just look at us. We used to ride down the road with me over there under your arm. And you couldn't tell us apart. Now look at us. You over there, me over here by the door. And he said, well, I haven't moved. <laughs> I like that. And here's what I'm saying. Jesus hasn't moved. Amen. 
He still loves you. Yesterday, today, forever. And His love will always be the same. Now going back to Revelation chapter 2. How do we keep our fire burning for those who are leaders in our church organizations? All of us have someone over us, whether we like it or not. And it's even so in the church. First Thessalonians says we are to esteem our leaders highly or lift them up in love for their work's sake. Do you know how you love people in Christ? For what they're doing for the Lord. I love one of the one of the craziest guys, and I say that very dogmatic because he was nuts. And that was old Charlie Hall. And I'll never forget him. He worked for me at the church for years. Where I got saved, I was in the building program and building for the church, and he come to work for me. But the guy was just, there was something wrong with him. I, I had him pour cement one day on a two-story building in a pilaster. And he's pouring concrete. I said, hey, I come around the corner, and he's up there with some men. I said, hey, Charlie, how's it going? Oh, he said, it's doing good, but this polyester taking the most concrete I've ever seen in my life. He said, I poured 10 yards of concrete down this thing. I said, hold it, Charlie. You need to go down and see what's happening at the bottom. Went down and busted open as 10 yards of concrete on, uh, on the parking lot. But you know what? I loved old Charlie. You know why? He was a soul winner. One of the greatest soul winners I've ever been around in my life. He loved the Lord. And I could love Him. Now, we might not like our looks. We might not uh, talk. Uh, we might like what we say or how we talk. But you can love us for the Lord's sake. And the Lord said uh, we must stick together. We cannot allow pride or jealousy to enter. If you do not esteem your leaders highly for their work's sake, now listen, this is very important. You are the loser simply because you nor your children will obey what the preacher says then. If you go home, did you know years ago I heard a preacher preach on this and, and boy it made a lot of people mad in the church but then they got to thinking about it and a lot of them come to the altar and got their hearts right. He said a lot of you people in the church, uh, you eat the preacher all the way home. You, you, everything, that's all you can talk about all the way home as you're leaving is how the preacher looked or how the preacher acted or what the preacher said and you got children in the car now let me tell you something it's the same way with a husband and a wife by the way it's the same way in a marriage if you don't if you hold your wife esteem her highly before your children your children won't respect your wife and it's the same way with your husband and you got to do that for who they are and what they're doing. You make fun of the preacher and when I say you ought not to smoke or you ought not to drink or you ought not to uh, listen to old crazy music, then you're the loser. you got to be behind him. What about your feelings for the local church? Now verse 2 of Revelation again and go back to it now and I ask you to mark uh, some words there and I want you to look at it. Revelation chapter 2, and look at the local church now. And to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth seven stars in his right hand. Now, the local church, remember this, Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's not an invisible church. 
I had a man, and I have this all the time. And in a way, I think of how, what people are using for their church today. But you know, the local church is a, is a, is a gathered-together people for the Lord. Remember what Jesus said, where one or two are gathered in my name, there I am also. That's a local assembly. It's not an invisible church. Now, what are you doing to support your local assembly? Uh, what are you doing to help it in every way you can? And we must keep that fire burning. Now, we must love the church. We must love the preacher of the church. And we must love the people of the church and the music and the singing and everything about the church. What about our feelings for Christian individually? It's one thing to love Jesus. It's another thing to love Christian leaders. It's another thing to love the church collectively. What about Christians individually? First John says, By this shall you know all men that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Love for one another. Dr. Wearsby said, To live above with saints we love will certainly be glory. To live below with saints we know, well, that's another story. And that's the truth. We must love people. I found out one thing. If you love somebody, you won't see all their faults. You won't see all their mistakes. If you love them for what they are, and that's why we are to love one another, brothers and sisters in Christ. What about your calling? Do you love what God has called you to do? Now, I want you to look at something with me, please. Turn back to Galatians for just a minute. Galatians, uh, chapter 6 and verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I had rather preach, I would rather serve the Lord than to eat and to sleep or do anything else. It's something to serve the Lord. Because of this reason, I, that everybody's not going to come up and pat you on the back if you serve the Lord. Everybody's not going to come up and say, you're the greatest teacher, you're the greatest preacher, you're the greatest singer, if, if you serve in the Lord. But you got to remember something. This is not where we get our rewards. We get our rewards in heaven for serving the Lord. Now, if you're called to teach, love it. If you're called to sing or be in the music ministry, love it. If you're called to give and offerings and tithe, love it. For the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. He also accepts from a grouch. <laughs> I like that. I read that the other day. Listen now. Have you ever been to camping and built a big old oak fire with oak logs and went to bed? Got up early next morning, poked the ashes, and the flames started burning all over again. That's what this message is about. In Revelation, he's talking about your first love. Go back now, and I want to read it to you, and I'll be finished. But listen to this very carefully. <clears throat> Beginning in verse 2. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. And hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Now God says in verse 2 and verse 3, These are the things He loves about you. 
But in verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. You know what your first love is? Number one is to love the Lord. But number two is to win souls for Christ's sake. I believe the greatest thing that any Christian can do is win somebody else to Christ. Bring them to the Lord. And I'll never will forget the first one I got to lead to the Lord. And down through the years, in fact, <coughs> we were talking about it at the table today. John Marshall, my son-in-law, he was in the army in Alaska. He was stationed there, so me and my wife flew up to be with him a few days when uh, Robbie was born. They didn't think he's going to make it, so we got on a plane, flew up there. Sunday came, and we went to church. And Bill said, "This is one place nobody knows you, and uh, uh, because everywhere we go, somebody always, hey, brother Strong, you want to let me to the Lord or something?" I was in the mountains of Colorado, way up in the mountains, and a man came walking down. Uh, fire cut in the mountains there right toward me he got up close hey preacher you're the one that led me to the Lord and Bill said everywhere we go you meet people that you've led to the Lord and he said this is one place that you ain't going to meet nobody way up here in Alaska so the preacher asked me he said uh, is any preacher here today raise your hand and I raised my hand and he said, tell us who you are and where you're from. And I did, and that boy right on the front row stood up, turned around, and hey, preacher, you're the one that led me to the Lord several years ago. And there he was in the army, stationed up there in Alaska. Now, let me tell you something. I wouldn't take nothing in the world for that. That's, that's number one with me. I'd rather have that than anything in the world. I'd rather love my Lord and love people and win them to Christ. And you've got to keep that fire burning. Whatever it takes to keep that fire burning. Don't let it get cold. And you can. You can get tangled up in the world and that love of the Lord and love for people's soul uh, 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 diminish. And Jesus said, I have someone against you. You left your first love. That's a terrible statement, isn't it? And I don't want to do that. I want to keep it burning. And I want you to stand with me. Would you please? Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name.